This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. What is up, everyone? Welcome to The 20 Podcast, brought to you by BeatSource. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. Make some noise. Make some noise for yourselves. Beat Sorcerers, we're back. We're here. It's the end of 2022. We've been doing this three years. You guys have been sticking with me. I love you. Thank you for, for listening and being with us. You're the best. Um, you guys, check my website, my Instagram for upcoming gigs. I'm at Floor Room in L.A. pretty much every week at this point. I got a residency in Vegas at Tau and Marquee. I'm there every month along with other residencies around the country uh, and one-offs. And I'm playing New Year's Eve in Hawaii. I'm doing an all-disco set at the... Uh, Alohalani Hotel in Waikiki So come check me out if you hear this Before New Year's Eve and you're in Hawaii uh, We'll hang out Thank you guys for all the amazing messages That I always get from you on my Instagram And everywhere about the podcast Hit me at DJ Spider On Instagram at DJ S-P-I-D-E-R Let me know what you think I always appreciate hearing from you guys And the support, rate and review us On Apple, YouTube, give us thumbs up Five stars, whatever you can do Help us out um, you guys, today's show was a fun one. We just finished recording, so let's get into this. Our guest today has an iconic voice that is well-known all throughout Los Angeles and beyond from her amazing long run on Power 106, as well as all the other really cool programs, shows that she has hosted on TV and radio. She is now managing a singer-songwriter and using her talents in that field of the music business which I think she's going to do absolutely great. She already has, but hearing her plans for the future, it sounds incredible. Her story is inspirational and motivating, and the work that she does outside of music is incredible. From being the co-founder of the Lima Coalition, which is Latinos in Media and Arts, working to equalize Latino talent and recognition of the arts in the media industry, to her work in the mental health world, she really is doing a lot for community and the people around her. And like I told her on this podcast, she seems like a real genuine person that cares about other people. Um, KTLA recognized her as Latino visionary, as a Latino visionary for Hispanic Heritage Month in 2019. She was recognized by the city of Los Angeles for her continued support and efforts to uplift community. Um, she's an active volunteer for Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp, UCLA, CHLA, St. Anne's, much more. Um, she has such an interesting and refreshing perspective on things, which is why I love talking to her. Um, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear our conversation. So please welcome to the show, Yessi Ortiz. Welcome to the show, Yessi Ortiz. Hey. Let's give it up. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Yes, she's here, everyone. She's here. Settle down. No, no. Okay. Right. Uh, no, so good to have you here. Also, thank you for inviting me to do this. Yes. I love you, and I love what, you know, what you've done throughout your career um, DJing. Thank you. I, I think I've been at a couple of clubs where you've DJed at. Yeah. Had me taking a couple of shots. So I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Good. That's what we should space. be doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, same. I have heard your voice, you know, on the radio in Los Angeles forever. And I admire oh, all the work you. that you do, you know, outside of your radio career. Um, you know, yeah. I've, I've learned from just researching you from this, but also seen um, from your social media and all the things you post, all the amazing things you do and Thank just you. how much... 
of a, I think a genuinely caring human being you are is something that stands out about oh, you. Thank you know, you. Um, you just seem like you care about other people as well yeah. as um, really other don't. things, no. and <laughs> you really don't. You hate everyone. So this I is what we're here. I love the public, but hate the public. No. <laughs> no, I sort kidding. of love and hate everybody yeah, yeah, too. No. <laughs> no, That's our secret. Um, we're smiley and happy, and we hate you. Right, so much. right. No, <laughs> don't say the wrong thing. Um, no, but you are a genuinely uh, good human, and Thank you seem you. to care about all the causes that you put time into, and the people around you, and I try and music, and artists, yeah. and everything. You know, so Thank it's you. all you're 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 passionate, and it shows, and you're not. You seem like you do things for the right reasons, I Thank guess you. I'm trying to say. At least I try to. I mean, that's yeah. the whole, you know, I've always wanted to do some, every time I do any type of event, community or work-related, I try to just always give everything that I've got um, in, in a positive, empathetic, human way, like yeah. genuine way. Like, I'm never really trying to be like, let me be their friend so I could just say I'm their friend. Right. I've never had, like, I've never felt I've had that hidden agenda. Yeah like a lot of people in the industry might have. Yes. Um, but I've, yeah, I've never been that person. My my dad kind of raised me that way to, really? to always be loyal, honest, and have communication with people. That's great. So that was the three things that he always kind of just instilled in me as a really young kid. I mean, those, you know, will yeah. take you all an infinite, you know, amount of... Uh, yeah, yeah distance you yeah. know i'm not a really i'm not a good liar at all like even with like surprising Same. people i'm not like i can't surprise people without wanting to tell them the like <laughs> i have this secret like i yes. want to tell you like i'm yes. not a good liar i can't you it's know hard. ask my husband like it's hard to surprise him because i'll tell him like i'll blurb <laughs> it out so <laughs> yeah. um and speaking of your husband um you guys were just on this incredible trip uh oh, yeah. like i was looking at your instagram and it's like 17 hours ago, you know, like the stories disappear <laughs> yeah. and you're in Copenhagen yeah, like yeah. saying, I love this city. It's so green. People are on bikes. And I'm like, isn't she supposed to be at the podcast yeah. in a few hours? <laughs> so I was like, maybe she's posting an yeah. old story. So we, we left Wednesday morning and got back Wednesday night. So like it I was posted like, isn't late. today Wednesday? Oh, today's yeah, Thursday. Thursday. But still yeah. like. Oh my God! Well, you look incredible, especially Thanks. for coming straight off of an airplane. Yeah, like, I'm so tired though. Oh my I'm not God. gonna lie, you must be. Yeah, we we just got back and we celebrated our two year wedding anniversary. And oh, congrats! Had, thank you. I was gonna say I saw a video, you know, some hot air balloons and anniversary that was in, things. Uh, Florence. Yes. So I saw Florence, I saw Paris, and I was like, oh, she's coming straight from Paris to the podcast. Yeah. And then I click back, I'm like, she's in Copenhagen. <laughs> I was like, she's not even coming home yet. Like, so this whole year since I've been out of radio, yeah. I've took in an opportunity. We've traveled. Good. We've been to five different, like we've gone to Switzerland, then we Amazing. went to Italy, and we went to Nice, and uh, Barcelona, and then you know, so we've so cool. traveled so much this entire year. Amazing. Yeah. Any uh, favorite place out of all of them? My favorite so far, gosh, um, only this year. Uh, yeah, just from those trips. Only this, this year. year. <laughs> yes, just this year. <laughs> it's hard to compare. Switzerland is beautiful. Right. Oh my God, Geneva is freaking incredible. Yeah. Um, we even just like did super amazing little towns uh, in Switzerland that right. we went through, uh, and it's gorgeous and then plus then you have a city like italy florence it's just yeah another mind-blowing type of city and the right. people are amazing and the food is great so 
favorite? I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's hard to compare. They all have their def- right. You know, their special gems. I know you've traveled a lot often too. This summer, I got to travel to some of those places. Like for my first time, I'd never been to. I got went to Spain, and I'd never been to Madrid and Barcelona and. The other places we went, um, and I got to go back to Paris and London, and it is hard. Each place has its own special yeah. thing. I guess if I had to pick, the I guess the new city that I fell in love with the most was Barcelona. I just had What, what did the you best love about time. Barcelona? I mean, maybe it's because I was coming off of, like, um, this trip where we were there for my son to play soccer for two weeks, and so we were in Madrid, and we were in this kind of weird city in Spain that was not that fun. Yeah. So to go from there— Back to Barcelona, maybe it was just so amazing. But I felt like, um, I mean, the food was incredible. Yeah. Our first meal there was one of the best meals ever. It was crazy. And then it just was like, I love the vibe of the city. It felt so international. It felt like there were people yeah. from all over the place. I loved just being able to, like, walk down the street and go to some weird juice place and then, like, a coffee yeah. place. And then, I don't know. There was yeah. just something about it. I felt like I fit in. I don't know. It just yeah. felt like a home. Like, I was like, I could live here or something. Right, you right. Know? I got the sen- sense as well that it was very, um, like, uh, approachable. Like, yeah. to your point, a juice spot, a coffee shop. Like, right. very accessible with all these different things. And the food was incredible. My only, my only like concern was I there was a constant graffiti everywhere that said tourists go home and I was like I, I took pictures Damn. I have all these pictures with that I, I you know I'm like <laughs> it I, was in Spanish too I had to yeah Google it was it, both was in like, English oh, okay. and Spanish yeah. right tourists go home tourists go home and it's yeah. like Damn, like I, but I like your city, but also this is so off. Like I'm not a fan. Like I mean, that's the only off-putting thing that yeah. I had an issue with is like tourists go home. Like that is funny. Damn. I know. Yeah, we were going up to like a couple <laughs> of those home. spots, and they had it spray painted all over. So I was like, hey, take a picture of me. Like, yeah. but <laughs> I'm not one of those this. tourists. I promise. Like, I, yeah, you I'm know, like whatever. I don't fall in that. That I don't. I didn't take it personal because I'm like. That's not going towards me. If it is, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm respecting everybody. Yeah, I'm yeah. participating in the, you know, yeah, cultural things. Yeah, or you know, get crazy. Yeah. Thing. yeah, 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 exactly. But I know I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. <laughs> there was a lot of cool graffiti though in all over Spain, like in Madrid. It was well, crazy. well, even if it said tourists go home, like it was done. It was good art. Yeah, it was good art. <laughs> I was like, okay, nah, I'm going to take the picture because the art is pretty beautiful, yeah, but yeah, exactly. don't like the message. <laughs> yeah. No. I was like, you know, come yeah. on. I'm not, I'm, I'm here to help guys. Right, right, I'll right. I'll DJ a club or have right. fun. And I think a lot of people assume that when you travel too, like they, they think that you're rich, right? So yeah. like, I'll get comments like, oh, somebody's rich, right? Right, right. Y'all don't know the secret credit card points. Yeah. Like if you don't have the secret of credit card points or like miles, like, yeah. We need to get you up and, and, and like, you know, go learn a little about lesson, a little travel, lesson. Tra- the points guy or whatever those. I follow all these different people online so do that, that do those different things. The like, points guy, the yeah. points guy UK, the you know, yeah, and they like transfer and your and miles to Avio Smiles and use that on Iberia, like all yeah. those different. If tricks you're listening and, to this right now and you don't know the credit card points in the game yeah. like please go do the research and go I travel. got three words Chase Sapphire Preferred thank you that's what we have <laughs> and this is not yeah. sponsored by that so if right. Chase 
Chase, you want to uh, Chase, you want up. some billboards? You want to give us some podcast. extra couple hundred thousand points each? We're ready to go. Let's but go. yeah, like I'm exactly. I got booked for New Year's Eve in Hawaii, and I was like, you know what? I can't leave my wife and kid behind. So we're dipping into these Chase points, and boom, bringing them along. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. I was just telling. Um, I was just telling Disco Drew. I was like, we just booked our trip to. To Japan. Oh, I'm our, so jealous. Our, I need to do our that. points. Amazing. He's like, can you just come back from my Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we got enough points to, yeah. to do this. And now's so. the time. I heard, like, the exchange rate's crazy. Like, you are rich if you go to Japan. But more than if you were before. Right. Like, like, the dollar works. I don't know. It's way more valuable we'll there. We'll find out. Or something. Yeah. I'll find out. When I, I had there. a couple friends that are that were just there. And, um, yeah, I want to go back yeah. so bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I can't wait. I've been there four times. My husband's never been so looking oh, forward to it amazing yeah, yeah i've been a couple times and my kid is like really wants to go so one day yeah. i'll bring them yeah but the four times that i went I, I i hosted clubs oh really so i didn't really like we saw japan but we didn't really i didn't really get so to where see did you it. go and what clubs did vanity you? Okay. did vanity for it was this whole thing um you know shout out to big boy because he was doing it for a long time called okay. hollywood connects Okay. And one year he comes up to me. He's like, Jesse, do you want to um, go to Japan? I'm like, what? <laughs> he was like, we'd go to Japan every year. And I host the clubs, E-Man DJs. And I can't do it this year. I got my family. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'll <laughs> go. So I, you know, got to work in Japan as hosting these clubs out That's there. So and E-Man was DJing. That was like the best thing ever. That was when, you know, de- like clubs actually host had hosts. Yeah. You know, versus just the DJs now that right, are both. Right. But uh, yeah, it was yeah in, in, incredible. Well, now well, also now like a celebrity can be like a celebrity, a host, and a DJ all in one, and just have their little playlist. So like instead, I mean, you had E Man, one of the greatest DJs yeah. in the world, and, yeah. in LA, you know, legend, yeah. just so clean, so dope, yeah. so so knowledgeable about yeah. music. Yeah, I could literally be like, I'm gonna do a talk break right now, bloom, and then just like yeah. he'll go into instrumental or like give me that break for me to so say dope. something. So you went to that club four times. Or you went to other ones too. We went to that one. We celebrated. Was that Vanity in Tokyo? Couple, Tokyo, yeah. Okay. It was like on the 31st level of a oh, building, wow. so it was like overlooking Tokyo. It was amazing. They have some of those clubs out there that'll be stories and stories, yeah. right? And there'll be a different vibe on each level. Each level, yeah. Japan's just unreal. Unreal. It's like a different planet. Yeah, <laughs> we did some spots in Nagoya. Um, okay. Uh, Rapongi, but I can't remember yeah. the names of the clubs right. at that time. You know. Yeah. We, I was just. You tell me where to go. We're oh, going. Oh, same. Yeah. Let's especially go. there was no Google Translate and no. all that when I went. So I had someone helping me. That like I DJed at Harlem in Tokyo and a few other places, but they had yeah. to translate, take me around, show me what to eat. Yeah. You know, thankfully, like, we had a translator too. Yeah. So I was like, they're all right. so they're so nice out there. So you know, nice. it's the best. So nice. No crime. No crime. You can literally <laughs> pass out on the street from being yeah. drunk, and no one's gonna touch you or rob you. I was like, why are these dudes all passed out on the street? They're like, no, it's normal. You leave your stuff on a table <laughs> somewhere. No one's gonna steal it. Right. They're very respectful. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a great country. Yeah. It's like. A different the people, planet. the people are, yeah, the people are really great. Yeah, yeah. Even seeing during the World Cup this year, and they're like, they lose the World Cup, and then they clean up all the stands, and yeah. they're like, this is, yeah. represents our culture and who we are. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I know it's beautiful. So cool. Um, well, get get on your points, people. Yeah, this is get what on we're your proving points. to you. Okay, get it on. Pays your points. off. It really does. I'm, I'm giving my kid his own account now. So like, when he gets older, he's like, oh, you built up my whole American Airlines. So like, I want you, you know, be a million miler. You know. Yeah. Exactly. 
exactly. Get so, that status, an elite status. Um, well, welcome back. And if you need to go take a nap uh, in the middle of the podcast, let me know. I will. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, that looked so cool. Like Copenhagen looked incredible. Yeah. Paris looked magical. You it was know. really a great trip. And again, we're excited to do another trip in March and then we'll see what well, what else is on our bucket list yeah. of adventures that's so cool yeah travel is so important i think that a lot of people don't do that enough and i was right. definitely one of those people who who constantly looked at travel as uh something for rich people and right. i think that i looked at it as i don't have time yeah. i also looked at travel as well i got one whole day of resting but yeah. resting was doing laundry running an errand my whole it's mentality so of re- of rest was so different yeah. a couple of years ago right. than what it is now. Rest was a reward, not a requirement. And now yeah. it's a requirement. I love that. Not a reward. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. So. We have to look at things like that. You know, and I think travel does things for people that they don't realize, you know, within the mental health space, like you're saying, relaxation, a different form of a different form of education in a way too. Yeah. Like you learn so much about yourself and other cultures and other people and you get this global education that's different from school or from YouTube or whatever yeah. or your job that Absolutely. You, you need. And not only that, I think you also uh, grow in gratitude a lot yes. more because there's so many things about so these true. countries that are so beautiful that you just like, dang, this is so dope that they do this, right? We are just talking about Japan. Yeah. Love that. But then also you coming back home and there's like this, this gratitude for Los Angeles that you end up having, you know, like, I love this about Japan, but man, there's nothing like coming back home and there's this gratitude yeah, and there's gratitude that also builds, you know, as you're culturally learning and expanding your mind about how other countries work and do and live and, you know, their mannerisms, you're also growing yourself in gratitude. So like, that's so true, you know. It, it's really dope to to experience that now. And I'm so glad I'm thinking like this now. Yeah. Then I, you know, then like not learning this lesson at right. all. Because there's people who are so much older than me that still don't know that lesson. Right. You know. And it sounds like it came somewhat of uh, some, some sort of perfect timing for you because you are not doing radio, like you said. So you yeah. have that time that you never had before. Yeah. You, you're with your husband yeah. now. Uh, the yeah. pandemic has sort of changed, you know, yeah. uh, isn't that you can travel now. You can go to Japan and yeah. things. So kind of good timing It is in your good life. timing. And it took me a while. I'm not going to lie. It took me a while to really embrace that timing yeah. because like, you know, I've been doing radio or I've been in the industry for 20 years almost. Yeah. So, amazing. um, being being in it for so long and then not having it, it's like, whoa, hold on. Right. What am I going to do with my life? Yeah. Right. So you just kind of have like this, this like, I, this is how I always say, you know, you always hear people like the whole duck situation. You know, people are floating and then you see ducks paddling their feet underwater. I don't describe my life like that. Sometimes I describe it as if, you know, when you're swimming in underwater in a deep, deep ocean pool i mean a deep pool right end of the deep pool you're swimming you're having a great time you know you can swim so that's why you're at the deep end and when you're underwater you don't feel the weight of your body your life you know you feel light yeah so you're swimming you're having a great time at some point you get tired and you come up for that air and you're searching for that ledge Mm -hmm. because you need to get to that ledge to grab onto because you're tired right 
Well, it's almost like I, I got to a point where I was like, I came up for air from swimming underwater for so long that I'm searching for the ledge and I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Do I go? Is is it is it further if I go to the right? Is it further closer if I go to the left? Like, yeah. do I do I swim to the shore? Is it easier? Like, you know, you just start kind of thinking it that way. Yeah. And I felt like that's how my life was at the beginning when, like, I, you know, um, got out of radio. I was right. like, holy smokes, we're I know I'm safe. Yeah. Like, we're good. I'm safe. I'm home. Right. I know right. how to. I know how to swim. But shoot. Which edge? Which ledge is closer? Which ledge is closer? Should I grab this one? Should I grab that one? And you right. just start kind of figuring out like your life that way. And you get scared, and um, anyways, you get the le- you get That's to the cool. ledge, yeah. and and you just realize like, okay, uh, I had to go to this. I had to go towards this direction, and my direction at that time during this time was traveling. Like, I had to figure out which direction was traveling. Took some time to travel. I was really scared. I was like trying to, you know, oh my god gonna work out like no i'm good yeah um artist management i got into artist management so like right focused on that but traveling i think was like the big key for me to open up my mind and being like be okay with you know taking a risk and like getting out of my comfort zone right and and just yeah yeah oh that's such a cool way to think about it you know And, and really i think there's no wrong ledge to grab onto you know you can always Get your breath, swim back again to yeah, the next yeah. ledge. You know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not like you don't. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. You're never going to pick the exact perfect thing, but you'll learn something from whatever direction you go in, exactly. and then that will lead you to the next direction. Right? You know, it's right. all meant to happen one way or another. Right? You know, right? Right? Um, so, tra- yeah. So, so for me, that 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 fear was traveling, and I finally been able to unlock it and feel safe again. And now I'm like, okay, I'm good. Like I, I, could, I could do this. And now, um, you know, artist management is his next focus. But to your to kind of go back to what you're saying, like, yeah, I, I because I had that time to figure out which way I wanted to yeah. go, like traveling was like all right, right. we're gonna do this yeah um but yeah it's been, great it's been yeah it was scary it right. was scary um but i've been fortunate and so like it. coming out of radio i mean you were on power 106 for 12 years okay i was gonna say really long down i wasn't sure the amount but so, uh, uh, yeah 12 years since. yeah so that i mean that it's a long time huh yeah and you were on all the time right all I mean, the time i was on like seven days a week when i first started at power i was on seven days a week that's what i thought i mean i never didn't hear seven your voice seven days a week that's yeah 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 even no though no one works that much <laughs> even though like the sunday show was mostly recorded right you still worked yeah to record your show yeah. And so wow. it was still seven days. And then I remember going into the office and be like, listen, I work seven days a week. Can I get six days? Can I do six days? Right. And then they were like, okay, come in live every other Saturday. And so then I was like, all right, cool. I can come in live. I can take a day off technically right. every other Saturday. But I still had to record for the show. Right. But I was on every day And you're still. working all the other days, so it's not like right. you can do it on those days. Right, right. Oh it was a lot. So I was there for 12 years, yeah. That's that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Would you um, consider going back to radio ever, or do you think you're kind of, you've put in your time and you want to move on to, <sighs> like, the artist management or other things in your I life? I love radio. I love radio. Radio is something that will never leave. I will probably, yeah, I would, I would love to go back to radio, 
but it has to be the right, right, the right place, the right position, the right timing for things. It's yeah. all about timing. Yeah, of course. You know, I who knows? I could be sixty five years old, and then they offer me a old school show. All right, I'll take <laughs> it. You know, right. I love radio so much yeah. that yeah, I will always consider radio to go to being something that I always go back to, no matter what I'm doing. In, in addition to my life, because right. I do a lot of community service. So I'm always involved in community. I do I do have now an artist that I manage. So like being giving her my full time commitment to doing that. And if and if no matter how much little or how much money I do make or don't make, if radio came, I'm all like, that's always right. going to be something that I look at. What are some of the life lessons or career lessons that you took away from being on the radio that long or just being in, I guess, power. Yeah. Um, I, I learned a lot about myself. I, I realized that I used radio for, um, a lot of, you know, it's almost like you kind of create this, like, uh, this alter, al- alternative, alter, what is alter it? ego, alter ego. Thank you. Yeah. This alter ego in a sense, because, yeah. Just similar to you being a you are, you should probably understand this. You're a DJ, so right. you know your your mission is to make people dance, yeah, and make people feel ha- like they have a good time and let their worries go and don't worry about it for one night. Like you're yep. gonna get them through right. whatever it is, yeah. And that's how I felt too. Like right. being on radio, like you felt like for one day or for a couple of hours, let me be that person that just makes you try to feel good and like, don't worry, I got yeah. you. Right, just let your worries go. Right. And I think you also forget, you kind of like forget to do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. You forget to do that for yourself and you forget that like, man, this is something I forgot to do for myself for a long time. So you just kind of like put it in the back burner. So like I had to really learn how to balance that. And it took me a long time, but I had to learn how to balance that. I, there's not only the personal growth that you learn, but there's also like the business side of things, people's right. egos and different types, different levels of, of egos and different levels of personalities that you really have to like learn and adjust to and how, and have conversations with those people and how to have conversations with people and how to listen. Yes. (laughs) How to listen. That's a hard part. That's very hard. Yeah. I've had to learn that (laughs) through this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. My husband always says, uh, listen, listen, uh, talk once, listen twice. Oh, that's good. So yeah, yeah it's tough, one. you know, cause yeah, it's hard. We were saying before, you have to try to listen to people, remember what you want to say, you yeah. know, and all the different parts. I'd be like, man, I'm a dope multi-listener. <laughs> like, <laughs> dope multi-listener. It's hard, yeah, it's hard. It's well, hard. I guess being a parent helps that, you know what I yeah. mean? I know, because yeah. you're like, oh, got to hear what my kid's saying and have a normal conversation and do work and talk to my wife. It's like, <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. I got the multi-listener and I know you have... You know, raised a lot of kids. Yes, yeah, a yeah, lot of yeah. kids. <laughs> raised a lot of kids. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so I like, want to get into all that stuff. Um, so, as far as um, so a little bit more about the radio stuff, like something I noticed, you know, is that you have in all the positions you've been in, you've really exceeded or excelled, you know, beyond what most people could do or would do or have done, I think. Um, you think so? Think well, I in, think so. I think you did, yeah. I think that any op- – it seems just from the outside, um, any opportunity that you were given was not wasted and was – Oh, yeah. Um, Tried to – Flourished into more than most people of just kind of doing the normal thing, I guess. Right? I tried. I um, think so. And 
Thank you for saying that because I really did try. And I think it was harder for me because one, um, I think it was really hard for me. I wanted to really, one, make myself proud, make my parents proud, make my culture proud, you know, being Mexican-American. There was so few of us Mm. that were seen. I looked at radio for me was like, I I looked at the Baker Boys. I looked at Josefa Salinas, rest in peace, Josefa Salinas. I looked at Jose Fasolinas, Nautica de la Cruz. I, I looked at these women, Angie Martinez is the world. I looked at them like, damn, they're the people that sound like me, that kind of look like me, that, you know, um, are doing something that I'm like attracted to. So when I came in, I wanted to make sure that I respected their hard work and right. it wasn't going to go to waste and it wasn't going to be tainted by me trying to be something I wasn't. Right. So like I really worked really hard to try to, make every opportunity count. Yeah. Because they broke barriers right. for me to be here. Yeah, that's what it seems like. And also, I mean, um it you know, a lot of these industries are male dominated in yes. a way. And I mean not <laughs> sorry to take anything yes. away from, you know, I I you know, I'm sure you could have done it either way, but but did, did that add an aspect of making things harder or things you had to push yeah. through or deal with even worse, yeah. harder things than maybe guys don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, and when I, when I first got my radio job in Vegas, I remember this one DJ very specifically, I won't say his name, but very specifically saying, you're going to fall on your ass. You're not even going to make it in this industry. Wow. And I was like, wow, like that's really harsh. Like why? Yeah. Like, well, you're not, you don't look the part. You don't, dress the part you need to act the part what does that mean you know what does that mean looking back now i know what meant i wasn't pretty enough you know i wasn't sexy enough i wasn't you know all these but right i didn't know that then i was just like god this guy's like f this guy (laughs) right um and then um you know one of the things that I always struggled too was building relationships with artists was because the minute i started building relationship with artists if we're having a conversation at the corner of the studio for yeah. whatever reason, because we just found ourselves there, it was, oh, did did they get your number? Did you are you oh, guys God. gonna it's like oh, I was having a conversation like, about I'm their talking child. To them just like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was having you know a conversation. I mean? Did they get your number? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, all right, it, it was it was that was always first. Yeah, right. So I already knew I walking in through the door, I was gonna be you know, 10 times, you know, I had 10 steps behind me Yeah. or yeah. Well, had to I work towards. Mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, thank you. Like, like you were gonna have to do 10 times more than maybe someone else would. Exactly. Um, more specifically a man, a man would, would. Yes. because I had to make sure that they knew that my conversations, my approach to conversations with artists were genuine to build relationships in an authentic way. Not because I want to sleep with them or they want to sleep with me or, right. you know, there's this, there's that for constant reminder because right. I am a woman. Right. So there was that. Right, the second, and everything is like sexualized for no reason. Sexualized, you know what I mean? yeah. With DJing, with everything, like, oh, you're a female DJ, and I'm asking you just questions about sex right. or something. You know right, what I mean? or, and then like as a personality, like I'm not, I'm not sexualizing myself enough, right? Like I'm right. not over. But then, would you want to not be true to your own feelings? 
So then you go into a battle of like, I want to be myself. You right. Know? So if I walked into work with no makeup on, right? Oh, I'm looking disheveled. <laughs> right. Like, even though I can just like put water on my face and just roll in, like exactly. What <laughs> and you're not you're not considered disheveled. Right. You're not looking considered like a hot mess. You know, but uh, but I was. On top of all of that, you're working through those insecurities and trying to build your own confidence. Right. You're also dealing with men and their ego trying to harass you, sexually harass you right. at work or having hearing conversations about them sexually harassing other women or other right. people and how they just the boys locker room conversations yeah. that are happening in the right. building that you're trying to ignore and just do your job. Yeah. Not only that, do you add the conversations of, um, like, their egos that they treat you like a woman in terms of their idea of, yeah. hey, can you get this done for me? Hey, can you write this? Hey, babe, can you write this up for me? Like, can you? Right. I'm not your secretary. Yeah, like you're a woman, so you're a secretary, right? right. That's in your blood. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and my name is doesn't end with babe. <laughs> right. Thank you so much. My yeah, name like, does not. I'm not your wife. Right. <laughs> girl. So that was really annoying. And, you, you know, you, also you're trying to be a good coworker, a good colleague. You're trying yeah. to call them out. But then also if you call them out, are you, are you going to hurt their feelings now? Right. And so – because I still have to work with this individual or yeah. these people. I have to still work with them. So you're trying to be... Right, so they're going to say, you're just some uptight, annoying girl, you know? And you're like, I'm just a human that's just telling you how I feel, but it doesn't get right. uh, taken like that. Right. So you have to really learn how to, like, for me, I had to really, like, learn how to balance that. Yeah, that's tough. And for for so many years, I had to really learn how to balance that without coming... And there were times where I was called in the office and they were like, hey, Yessie... Uh, you're kind of being like a diva and it's been told to me a few times already. It's like, I'm being a diva. What did I do? Oh, I spoke up and I said, I didn't like that. <laughs> like that was right. considered a diva. So yeah. it was really challenging. I think as for me to, to, and I, you know, I think, um, as challenging as it was, I learned to try to just, all right, figure it out how to make it, how do I, how do I like, how do I don't take this? How do I not take this personal? It was yeah. so hard when it was personal, right. but I really did my best just to try to not stir the pot and yeah. do all those things up until like, you know, now I'm a grown, like now I'm grown a little bit more where, where it's like, well, I don't give a F what you think <laughs> about me now. Like, fine, fine. Like, right. I'm good. I yeah. don't, yeah. Like it's a different vibe now. It's a different yesy. Good, <laughs> you yes, know, yes. and you know, you st I started young, so like, of course, you're right. growing and you're yeah. trying to figure out yourself, and you right. know, I had and you've been through so much. I mean, like you said before, you uh, adopted seven children. Yeah. yeah, is that correct? Yeah, so the, I I raised seven children. Right. Six of them were adopted. Okay, by me. Okay, they were my maternal nieces and nephews. Right. Um, and so, and that was in your mid twenties. I was 24 when right. I got when I got Pretty custody. Young. I mean, yeah. that's what most people would even still call a kid sometimes. You know, I even mean? we see people at the club like, "That's the kid, 22, but 24." Know. You know, so I know. I know technically it's not. But no, it's not. That's yeah. a it lot. Was, it's a lot. Yeah. And how old were they then? The youngest. So this the seven, the one that I she, even though she's um, the one of the child that I raised, she'd moved in with us when she was four, like three four. and a half, okay. four. But the one that I did adopt, he was five. And now okay. he's 22. 
Oh Y'all do God. the math. You can figure out how old I am. Okay, I don't care. I won't do math. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, he's now 22. Oh, my God. He was Amazing. five. And so were yeah. some of the other kids a little older, so maybe yeah, the they oldest, could help a little bit? The oldest was 11 <laughs> okay, that's and a half, nice. 12, 11 right. and a half, 12 years old. So they, they um, can sort of do things. They did, but they, they could sort yeah, they absolutely, you should have seen us on laundry day. <laughs> laundry day, I had that on lock. The older kids had their responsibilities. The middle kids imagine. had their responsibilities. The younger kids had their. We all had our roles. Right. Grocery shopping was a whole thing, a whole oh thing God. for us, you know. But I remember walking into a Food for Less in San Diego with all of them, you know, right around the grocery cart, and everyone's looking at me like, "Yo, she got busy at a really young age," and, <laughs> and you're um, like, "No." You don't even know. <laughs> right. Y'all don't even know. You know, the stares that we got and the right. looks that we got. Oh, my God. Which probably tr- contributed to my trauma later on in the years, <laughs> True, you yeah. know? So right. I think just in wow. general, like trying to also manage a whole family, being the matriarch of a family right. while holding a career was really interesting. And developing a career. Developing I mean, career. it was the beginnings of what you were doing, right? Yeah, yeah. And you were dealing with all those issues we were saying, and you're learning how to do it and yeah. navigating your way while being responsible for all of these kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thankfully, you know, I had, I did have my mom move in with me at some point. And nice. My stepdad moved in, yeah. half sister moved in. So at some point, it was 13 of us in a three bedroom townhome. Wow. And yeah, a three bedroom townhome, guys. Um, <laughs> put the math and how many people slept in each room. Yeah, that's a lot. It was a lot. And so, you know, you, humility and humble and, you know, being humble, just. You know, kids, yeah. family will humble you. Kids will humble you real quick. Oh, yeah. They don't care who you're talking to. Yes. Um, 100%. So I think I just kind of walked that way. Yeah. That way. Right. I think that's what contributed to to the way I am now. Like, I just kind of always walked that way. Yeah. You know, and I think, I, I think that's one of the reasons why um, community was so important for me, too, was because I was constantly in community with the kids. Like, right. Little you had your league own community. community. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, as as I'm talking to the audience about struggles and and here, let me help you out. I'm going through the right. same thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. So. Wow, that's that's a lot. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just to speak on some of the community stuff that you've done and that you continue to do. Um, I know that, you know, just to call out some of the things I saw in the research, but um, that you got recognized as a Latino visionary for Hispanic Heritage Month in 2019 by KTLA. And that's a big deal. I mean, that's a huge station in L.A. Yeah. And um, what... What was, is there any story behind that or anything? They, they, you know, they wanted to recognize me for a lot of the community work that I've done. I had been doing um, a lot of different events throughout the, throughout the community. Um, I have a really great relationship with the YMCA of East LA. Nice. Um, and I also work with like, Colin Kaepernick's Know Your Rights Camp. So I've, I volunteer, my husband, and I volunteer with his camp as well. Nice. Um, we, I think it was just overall, in general, I, I'm an advocate for mental health. I've done campaigns with We Rise, which is a big mental health organization. Right. Yeah, I got to DJ to one of their uh, events. Once. Yeah. It was fun. Um, and I'm just, you know, constantly connected in these different types of spaces. And I KTLA was just really amazing at like wanting to give me that recognition, which I felt really honored and, you know, like right. super honored to, to receive that. Cause you know, it, 
those when you get those small little things, those like small like those wins. Yeah. To somebody, you know, like someone like me, it's a big thing for me. Like it's like I right hold it in my heart. I'm sure it's very special and probably gives you extra motivation and um, you know uh, it does a push to to keep doing these things. It does. It gives it gives you that push and then also it gives you that dang I don't want to let them down. Yeah, yeah, you true. know, yeah, I don't want to let them down. Because they really believed in me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do I believe in myself? <laughs> it's tough. I so, mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the other things, I mean, the city of Los Angeles. Um, yeah. Supporting your efforts to uplift community. And yeah. I mean, the Los Angeles is a big place. So to be yeah. recognized city of LA. within there. Is, yeah. I mean, there's millions of people here. We're bigger than some countries, you know, in states. So I've that's huge. I've been really fortunate to get those type of recognitions that I don't really talk about unless, like, someone asks me. Like, you know, I... Yeah. I... I could definitely show you all the different recognitions that I've gotten, but I don't ever really do that because I don't do it for those reasons. Right. But, but I think it's cool to point out to people listening because a lot of our stuff is like, yo, I got that gig at that club. And like, that's super yeah. dope. And we should all follow our dreams and follow our goals. But at the end of the day, like you can look out for yourself as much as you want. But if we're not looking out for each other, then yeah. there won't be a world to even go do a gig yeah. and stuff. So you don't have to, get me wrong. I would know. love to be recognized by billboards, you know, yeah. 30 under 30 when it was, I'm not 30, you know, <laughs> but like when they were doing those 30 under 30 or 40 under 40, like, right. of course I would love to be recognized by my I'm peers. Like, can I get on 50 under 50? Right, <laughs> right, right. I, you know, you want to be recognized by yeah. your peers in the industry that you love and you work so hard right. for. Yeah. But when you, but, uh, but unfortunately, like, you know, when, when that doesn't happen, you kind of like, damn, I'm not doing enough. Right. Right. But what you realize is like when the community does that, that actually f- makes you feel more special yeah. than what some board members in a, you know, that are kind of thinking for that. You feel like the community has your back that way. Right. So like when you, that happens, like now I re- I want to be, I want to give them more. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, totally does. So, um, I've, I've, you know, I have really close relationships with different organizations, and um, I, I do my work in silent. Sometimes I, if they need my name to, to use my name for something, I'll absolutely give it. Right. For the most part, I work it in silence and let's go, yeah. let's roll up sleeves and let's get some work done. Yeah, you know, that's amazing. So that's very commendable. Yeah. And uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have the dude. You gotta be in. If you're in our business, in our industry, like yeah. you want the community. So you like, how do you expect to have the community? How do you expect the community to have your back when you don't have theirs? Yeah, that's so true. So like, you want the clout, you want the likes, you want all of those things yeah. by the community, right? So how come you're not in the community? Yeah. So. It's true. You know? Yeah, I think, yeah, people get caught up in this idea of fame or, or get, yeah. you know, being famous for something but not necessarily helping anyone out or something. Hey, man, and that's, that's, how, that's how you roll. That's how you roll. Yeah, of course. All good. No, no judgment. All good. But, exactly. Um, yeah. This, that's, that's my <laughs> right. my, per, my personal vision. And, and, and something that you um, have put together yourself and that's a big part is the Lima Coalition. Right? Yeah, Latinos in Media and Arts. Okay. Something that we started a couple of years back – with a conversation of like, hey, how come we don't have much representation in these yeah. spaces? And why aren't we, how can we help elevate those Latinos that are in, like they have their foot in the door. Maybe they're just like the assistant agent. Yeah. How do we help support them so they can be a primary agent 
at like CAA, like right. what do we do? How do we help that happen? At the same time, how do we create this pipeline to help our younger youth get into these positions or like how do we educate them? So right. we started doing um, career days in different high schools. Oh, so cool. um, I have a we have a really great relationship with some of the high schools and schools in L.A. And we uh, do career days specifically for the type of different work that that Latinos in media and arts have publicists or artist management or radio host or, you know, TV, film, something right. in that aspect. Yeah. And we, we, we basically, you know, it's career day. Yeah. And then from, from there, we started working with different organizations like La Leaf, the Latino, the Latino International Film Festival. Okay. And, you know, we did a really cool thing one year where we invited some of the students to cover the red carpet for the kids that were showing their film. Oh, that's great. And so we invited a couple of students to do that. So because they, to kind of give them that hands-on teaching thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's so how cool. we kind of like pipelined and bridge that. So right. that's something that was started between me and two other people. And we started a conversation, just kind of grew and it just kind of grew into like this network. Right. And, and it's just, it's just turned into a network of community and for a while. That's so huge. yeah. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd love to see that. And, and to see like, because yeah, over, you know, it used to just be like, so segmented or like, that's a Latino show, you know, or something like, but ev- there's so many different types of people within every culture, you know, yeah. every culture has every different kind of person, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, yeah. it's cool to see these shows, you know, even the TV show or like that show, this fool, you know, right. uh, oh, I love that's that my, show. my friend Frankie is oh, like, Frankie's yeah, your I've friend. known yeah. him like for a long time <laughs> and I've like seen his rise and like yeah. to see this, I mean, is so incredible. Yeah. Like I'm um, just beyond happy. You if know, he's to watching see. this, please tell him I love the show. I'm so glad season two is coming. The best. Yeah, so, so he just great. got nominated for like an award, like yeah. I think Independent Spirit for like the best character. Him and Chris and, Estrada are yeah, amazing. They're hilarious. Amazing. You know, so yeah. he's so funny. All his characters. And I went and saw him a couple weeks ago at Laugh Factory on a Tuesday. Oh, how was it? Like I was great. crying. Oh. I made laughing. sure to share like, the story, like to share as much on my stories yeah. about the show. I'm like, if you guys aren't watching the show, you have to. So good. I just love how the show you're entering into their world. Right. The show isn't stereotyping or, t- you know, typecasting well, that's what I'm anything. It's every different it kind is of person. Yeah. Literally entering in their world. Yeah. And seamlessly. And that's right. how we need more shows that way. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So it's cool. And that's why I think your, you know, coalition is, beneficial in so many ways like that you know yeah we that you know thank you we that's that's we just want people to enter our world without us having to explain it or say it or stereotype and individuals and recognize and just you know um and so we have some really great people just within the network and um when every time we career days are our best things that we love doing in the high schools and we were doing it virtually when COVID happened and now now that Kind of where everyone's kind of back. Right. I'm excited to, for 2023 because we do already have a, uh, some schools lined up. So nice. excited for that. That's great. Yeah. So, so yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, and and just um, a little bit more on the radio tip of things. Um, you know, I think the relationship to like, because a lot of this podcast is about DJing, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and DJ, just <laughs> DJ stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
And I know, you know, as a host um, and on your show and all the shows you did, um, you worked with so many DJs and I'm sure you broke so many artists and you saw artists go from nobody knew who they were to being famous. Um, Are there any, you know, artists that stand out that you were able to help in the process of breaking them in terms of like making them known to the world? Yeah, um, I think in terms of artists. There were so many artists that I was able to be a part of their early careers or at least part of the early journeys. Like Kendrick Lamar, Big Sean, um, J. Cole, Mac Miller, rest in peace. Like just being able to witness them in their just chill, like pre-celebratory status, you know, like – uh, That's so we cool. used to do these, um, these, these events at B- Big Bear Mountain and it was always the smaller acts, right? right. The smaller ones that yeah. kind of, you know, Jay Cole was a frequent one and he, we had him twice wow. And the day that I remember this, this was fun fact. Remember the day we had that event. It was also happening to happen to be the Sunday, um, brunch with rock nation and he oh. had just gotten signed to rock nation. Right. And he Rock Nation sent a helicopter to Big Bear to pick him up. Wow. So after the Big Bear performance, <laughs> he was hopping on the helicopter and flying to the Rock Nation brunch. Whoa. It was the coolest thing ever. Like just those moments that That's I got incredible. to be a part of and witness and, you know, Mac Miller being silly and just a kid and Tyler, the creator being one of the Frank, me being one of the first persons to interview Frank Ocean, me being one of the first persons to interview Childish Gambino. That's amazing. And by the way, I got to be on Gambino's Break the Internet album. Oh, wow. If you, if you haven't heard, that's a telegraph. I think it's track six. I'll, I'm doing, I do the intro and like being able to just be a part of those. How cool is that? Yeah. Grammy nominated album, you yeah. know, like amazing. Um, when he had asked me like, Jesse, can you do the intro for this song? I'm like, yeah, I got you. So like. <laughs> Who knew it was going to be as big as it was? Yeah, I know. Um, I'm still playing songs from it. Yeah. Like at certain (laughs) certain gigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, like I think just um, being able to be a part of those artists in their careers over time was one of the reasons why I just loved being it. Because music is history. Yeah. And being a part of history. It is, yeah. Is something incredible. Right. Yeah. yeah, I, and that, so just in general, you know, shout outs to Eric Bellinger. He's another great artist oh, yeah. that I love and that was able to be a part of his success. Elijah Blake, another great artist, R&B singer, who's Grammy nominated as well. Yeah. Um, love Elijah. He's like a brother to, to, be, to me. So. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about like DJs that you worked with? Are there any DJs that stand out as people you loved working with either because of their talent or yeah. who they are? Or Oh, my God. I worked with so many different DJs. I heard of some guy, D- uh, Disco Drew. Yeah. No. <laughs> Disco <laughs> Drew. Um, shout out to DJ Salva, by the way. Um, I worked with so many different uh DJs who even were guests on the show when yeah, I had the new one too. Doing? I've been, uh, Salva's still doing his thing, but it's been a minute. Um, he's produ- he was producing, producing a lot. Yeah. And then over the pandemic, I saw him doing a lot of posts, and then I feel like I haven't seen. Maybe it's my algorithm. I haven't seen him. Algorithms posts. are messed up, All of a sudden, up, people man. just disappear off my right. whole radar, and I'm like, right. are they alive? What's happening? Right, I have to go right. search. I'm like, oh, they post yeah. every day, but it doesn't show me. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I had so many different guests on my show when we did the new at two for the longest time, even the, the, the noon mix, the noon mix was something really cool. Right. We had, was that with reflex? Or? Yeah, that was reflex. Okay. Yeah. So, so when like, sometimes we'd have special guests and I was like, hold on, I'm, I'm going to 
I'm going to host while, you know, uh, uh, God, I don't know who, so many different DJs. Yeah. A, be, when, um, you know, a track is going to like oh, do right. something. Right. Cause they'd have like a guest. Yeah. Like yeah. could have a, you know, DJ a track, like just come in or Aoki like do a set. And right. I was just like, I'm going to host why, <laughs> you know, like it, just those moments yeah. were just really epic for me. That's um, so cool. And was really cool. And, and, when I first got to power, still seeing the legends, Mr. Chalk, yeah, DJ Ron, right. you know, um, seeing seeing them at work mm-hmm. was something that I'll never forget, yeah. you know, and pre Serato, right. So like being able to have that 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 just see that, yeah, the true to, the true the artistry, true artistry you know, of yeah. it all, and where it's at now, is, right? Yeah, it was really amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm really fortunate that those are the memories I will always carry, and I love yeah. so much to have. And that's great. Uh, my phone, my phone cameras and pictures. Are oh my god, you probably have really so fun. many amazing pics. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. People I from do. over the years. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I remember um, Cuddy when he had just gotten signed, as well. Yeah, he had the Jesus piece. Oh, I have well, a picture of right. me where, like, me holding the Jesus piece. <laughs> amazing. It's uh, amazing. That's yeah. so cool. I can relive these moments, but whatever. It's, yeah. Um, and so, like you said, you did radio forever, and we yeah. can get into how you got into it and stuff, but um, your main focus at the moment is being an artist manager. Yeah. And um, what's your artist's name? Calista Del Toro. Okay, Calista Del Toro. Yeah, pop, she's a singer, pop. songwriter. Singer, songwriter. Indie pop. Yeah. Um, Which is different from what people would probably assume that I would go into, you right. know? Because hip hop, R and B would have been right. something the lane, and I was asked to manage a couple or be a part of like management teams yeah. back in the day, but I never really took that because I was right. building my own career. Yeah. So now being able to do this with Calista, right, with the travel and the artist management, you're open to be able to do it. And like, how do you think that your years of knowledge, um, being in radio and seeing how artists were successful or not successful yeah. goes into working with her. It it's actually helped a lot yeah, to be I'm honest sure. because I've seen the greats right before, before and the people that have fallen off probably too yeah. right? and like what they've and done what made them just the one, yeah. one you know one and done type of right. you know scenario. That's that's the the knowledge that I feel that I have right you know and also pre digital and after digital. Yeah. Like, because, you know, we got into the, re- I got into the music before social re- social media really took off. It was MySpace. Yeah, I know. Right? Yep. And now it's Me a different, <laughs> it's a different beast. So you can see that. Um, I think it's helped me a lot with her, but there's also a lot for me to learn, which I really love that I get to learn something new and just kind of yeah. like embrace that, uh, you know, because I'm still learning how music management works and sync deals and publishing and licensing and all right. that stuff. And right. it's the same BS that you have in radio, which is the gatekeepers and finding who those gatekeepers are and right. just trying to work your way. And it, at some point it gets, you know, when you're in a, in a position that you've, where you just kind of feel like you have to start all over again, it yeah. can feel really scary. Yes. So you've been doing something for so many years that you're comfortable with that you love and then it goes away and now you have to start something new again. It could be very scary. And like you start to question yourself, can I do this? Am yeah. I capable? And you, right. am I capable? And um, that's been the hardest part was to get out of my own head 
yeah. and and say yes, I am capable. Right. It takes a lot to for me to say yes, I am capable. Right. I think you look at everyone and go, do they really know what they're doing either? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much everybody's making it up. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they've had more or less experience. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, everybody. You got to trust yourself and just take the dive and just do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, everyone's just making it up as they go. That's yeah, what, a lot that's of the, the people is. is what I've learned over yeah. time, too. It's like, oh, wait. I could do that. Right. You know what I mean? I might mess up, but like, who cares? You know, like what's, you're just going to learn from that anyway. Right. You know, right. even if you have a horrible, I mean. Yeah. I wish I would have learned to DJ, to be <laughs> honest. I wish that would have been my backup. I I don't know why. I, don't think I it's too late. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a lot of connections, knowledge, musical knowledge, knowledge of how to DJ, knowledge of how to move the crowd. You got pretty much all the aspects of it besides the down to the, you know, little technical things. So. I know. I, I really do. Cause also, I, Mr. Chalk has a school. We got people oh no, with Mr. schools. Oh, no, Mr. Chalk had told me already a so, long time ago, yes, he come to the Scratch Academy. I got you. And I was you like. You could be a DJ by next year if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. You would think for all that. But, see, I want to I wanna, I wanna learn, like, like how the Scratch Academy teaches you, you right? Can. Like that way. <laughs> yeah. Because now, nowadays, I'm sure I can just pull out the computer and figure it out. But, I don't, you know, who like that's I mean, yeah, scratching's dope. I love it. Still do it, but people don't care as much. If you can put together a dope night, you know, and like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be yeah. like this place I'm DJing tonight. They probably don't want me to scratch very much, even though Isn't I'll it? do it in the beginning and the end a little bit. You know, do I you cut. miss that? No, it's fine. I no? love tonight. Okay. I'll do a dope. Like I do a four hour set at this spot that's kind of loungy, and yeah. they don't want it to be like mainstream or super throw your hands up type dance. It's more like they want people like moving and like this cool vibe and like groove. different music. And yeah. so it's a challenge. Everything's a challenge. I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly yep. having the same thoughts of like, oh, should I be doing this? Is this my thing? You know, so. Yeah. Do you same. have your playlist already set? Like, do you have? No. No. Okay. Like, and I've been recording it every single gig I do there. And so just for my own challenge, yeah. I've been posting them on the internet. So I try to make at least the first couple hours of it completely different from every other time I'm there. Yeah. So it's like I'm making it really hard on myself. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll just have like some folders. I'll take some of my histories that I did there, put them into their own folder, have a bunch of other folders, and then just sort of dig through that as I go, as I'm watching the crowd and seeing the the time progress and, yeah. you know, um, and With just being make it around up. so many DJs, do you ever also catch yourself listening to the other DJs and oh, being like, course. I know what they're about to do here before uh, yes. they even do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, I yeah. do that. <laughs> and I like just hearing other DJs just to hear what, yeah. what they're playing. And yeah. maybe if, especially if they're in the same place as me, some of my friends DJ this spot. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you playing? What are you doing? Yeah. Let me see your history. Oh, I'm going to send you my mix. You yeah. Know? And, yeah. Oh, you played that there. Okay. Then yeah. maybe I could do this kind of set. Oh, well, let me give you these edits I made, you know? Yeah. And, and it's been getting me to make more remixes and edits that are for these kind of spots rather than like stuff I couldn't maybe play at like Tau Vegas, but I could play at like Floor Room Los You're Angeles. You're creating your own. Yeah, yeah. like uh, yeah. Afro Beats with like Beyonce over it or, right. you know, things that'll be in that type of vibe. How like, long does that normally take you to do, like create something like that? Oh, I mean, sometimes five minutes, sometimes a couple weeks, you know, it depends oh, on like what it. I'm yeah. doing, you know, yeah. um, also, I'll play it a couple times. So, like, I'll make it and I'll play it 
and then I'll listen back to the mix or I'll remember what happened when I played it and I go, okay, I got to switch up that one part. It brought the energy down or yeah. I'm going to re-edit it. So I, I'm able to test it out live. Right. Um, but usually pretty fast. I mean, Serato, the DJ program we use, has just implemented this new thing called Stems. So we're mm-hmm. able to make an instrumental, an acapella, or out of anything, or just take only the drums, only the bass line, only the melody. Yeah, because it's all in different It's crazy. Yeah. So it's almost I'm like- able to make these mixes like real fast. So I'll go, okay, this new Beyonce song is dope. Cuff it. I want to make a, a blend of it. So I'll just put it in a folder. I'll test out like 20, 30 different songs. I'll yeah. go, oh, that sounds dope. That sounds dope. Okay. Export it. Put it in Ableton. Do a little chop up. So sometimes they're real quick. Sometimes... It takes a few times to perfect it. You right, know? right. Yeah. DJing is always, I mean, the art of DJing, it's it's so, I, I respect it so much just because I've seen how creative DJs can get. Right. And it's not just, it's not just about blends. It's not just about scratching. That's a whole other art. It's, it's like not just about everything. everything. It's yeah. producing. It's, it's finding, right. like you said. Now with the stems, yeah, that's going to take... Right. DJing to a whole other level in terms of producing and what it's going to do. For, yeah, like it's crazy. I'll take the drums from here and I'll put it with this and I'll right. take that. Like it's right, like I'm able to a- take that Elton yeah. John Dua Lipa song, yeah. Cold Heart, and just remove just the drums, mm-hmm. but put these Afrobeat drums that make it a little funkier mm-hmm. and make the bass line mm-hmm. like sw- mm-hmm. from the original song swing in a different way. Yeah, and. What I like to do is make these almost like low-key remixes where people don't even know it's a remix until they're dancing and going, yeah. oh, it's that song. Like, not like in your face. Like, it's totally different. Like, yeah, I yeah, want yeah. them to TikTok not realize it until they're halfway. Yeah, too. yeah, <laughs> totally. Where it's like, they're meant yeah. to be. It's like a married couple. Like, yeah. two different songs. Like, wow, they're yeah. meant for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's so been, I... I I don't know if I'll get into t- DJing now for after all of that because I'll just probably be really overwhelmed. But there was always a part of me that I was like, "Damn, I wish I can learn how to DJ." Right. But uh, I'll I'll leave well, it to got, the masters. You have the resources. No, I know I do, but I, I'm again. I'll leave it to the masters. I'm gonna leech all. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no, enough. no judgment. There's a lot of people coming in, so if you want to, I I'm like open arms to everybody that wants to DJ. You yeah, know, because yeah, it's yeah. like. Uh, you know, I've even had some sort of like celebrity DJ people hit me like, try, and they're like, so they feel so defensive when they're talking to me. Not like mad defensive, but just like, well, you know, I- I've been doing this a long time and trying to like overcompensate where I'm like, I'm not judging you. Like, yeah, I yeah. am all for whatever you do, whatever yeah. you're done. I'm look, I know what I'm doing, so right. I'm happy for you. Right, you know, right. I'm not threatened. Right. Okay. Um, well, that I'm, I'm glad you're not. You're one of the very <laughs> few DJs. You're a rare person. I know. Rare a lot of DJs are like, what the hell? A I'm lot so of DJs are very like. <laughs> I mean, we all can good. all, everybody brings something different to the table. Yes. In every, every situation. You yes. can, we can all learn from Somebody somehow in some way, in you know, some, so exactly. even in DJing, so exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, so a little bit more on like the mental health, um, tip. I know that your husband mm-hmm. is, um, that's his a psychologist specialty, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he's, he's a psychologist, psychologist, and I know you guys for a little bit had a podcast about mental health mm-hmm. that you're not doing anymore right now, or yeah. It's on hold, we took a break holdish. from it, yeah, yeah, but you put out some things about that, um. Is that something you can speak on a little bit? Like maybe, I don't know, simple ways people can 
um, learn about how to integrate mental health into their life in the same way they would integrate a diet or working out or yeah. practicing DJing? Like, is there a lightweight to get in a lightweight way to get into learning about your mental health rather than overwhelming like yeah. way? Well, I think people the 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 easiest way that I can just kind of say this is like we all go to um, the doctors for yeah. a physical checkup. Right. We go to the dentist to make sure our teeth and gums are yeah. good. Um, yeah. So I, I think your mental health is also part of that. Yes. And being able just to recognize whether it's going to a therapist to talk to about to talk about and just check in. Right. Your mental health is health, and I think just like. Once people understand that, yeah, then everything else will be easier. Like I think you need to start at the basics because we don't understand that. Yeah, that mental health is health. Right. So like, we just need to start there. Yeah. Um. Because for somebody like me, who didn't even understand that, right? When I had a household that I was running and yeah. I had a career, very demanding career and I was doing all these things and I would say, I'm going to rest when I die. I'll rest when I die. Right. I'm going to be standing in this line, depositing this banks and checks and team, no sleep and all that right. stuff. Like I was hard about it. Like right. I was, this is the mentality, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't understand just that mental health is health. Right. Is right. physical health. So yeah, like, that's true. I think you just got to start there. You yeah. just really need to start there. Like once you understand how you that, just how you just at view it. at it, just yeah. look at it that way. Right. Because that's, you know, once you can change your perspective in the way you look at it, then you'll understand like, well, what? Oh, dang. Health. Yeah. Mental health is important. My health for my mental is important. You start creating your boundaries yeah. or you start creating self-care or more incorporating self-love to yourself or you start incorporating certain things. One thing that I also learned and took away from doing these podcasts with my husband was if everyone has their top five, everyone has a top five. Everyone's got like top five hip-hop artist top five right. whatever what is your top five of the things that you love the most what's on your right. top five yeah and if you think about what's on your top five how long till you say yourself where uh -huh. do you put yourself on that list right are you number one are you on the list are you number two right like, are you even on the list yeah so like if i just said that to you right now when you're like I don't know. I don't, yeah, you didn't. I don't. I don't think you even put yourself on the list when I no. said what is your top five. No. So, whether you're on your list of number five or number one, mm. you should be on that list. Right. You are deserving to be on that list because you are important. You are deserving. Yeah. You are the reason why, like, you deserve just rest, love, yeah, joy. Yeah. Just being you. Right. Give yourself that. Yeah. And let yourself accept it. Let yourself. Stop. Stop. Just let yourself accept it. Right. Just stop trying to be cool for a second because right. you think, like, you know, yeah, a hug is what, you know, some people don't need a hug. That's fine. But just, like, embrace. <laughs> yes. Embrace that, right. like, that emotion. Yeah. That emotion. Like, it's okay. Right. No one's going to judge you for it. It's okay. Yeah. You know? That's that's. So, important and yeah. and it, some of these things sound like common sense in a way when they when they're said out loud but i think they're ignored or they're not look like they're 
brushed to the side as something to deal with later. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we just saw that DJ Twitch passed on, right? I'm still insanely shocked. I mean, like, I don't even know. You know, I still, and and I feel like a bad, not a bad person, but, like, I feel, when I talk about it, I go, I do the thing that you're not supposed to do. Like, he looked so happy. Look at this video. He's dancing. How is this possible? And then people are like, you don't understand depression. And I'm like, you're right. I guess I don't. But then I'm like, I want to understand. Yeah. It's so confusing. Yeah, because... The way the way we all want to just go to go immediately to that. Oh, he doesn't look like the type. Yeah, like I mean, but I don't know. Mental health doesn't have a type. Right. Right. Mental health is health. Depression doesn't have a type. Yeah. Depression is can be in anyone. It doesn't right. have a type. It doesn't. The the they don't look like someone that that tells you how much of a stigma there is right. with when you say when you when because we can I was all definitely one of those people back in the day when you know we read about artists and celebrities taking their lives and we're like damn how how awful how selfish of them to take their own life like right. I didn't know any better but right. now you know when you know better you could do better right so like learning and knowing and understanding and having sympathy and empathy towards people right. with what they're struggling with. Um, and it's unfortunate that he he felt so much pain. Yeah, like I can't even comprehend it. No, like having three kids and a wife and his grandparents and his parents are around. It's like, know. oh my God. But there's so much pain that lives when, lives in sometimes with people. Right. Because they're looking for validity. They're looking for validation and seeking that. And who knows what he was going through. Yeah. I don't no, want to no speak idea. on to what he was right. going we through. we have no idea. No idea. Yeah. But there was pain there. Yeah. And like, I think um, we, when... It, we, the question that we should be asking ourselves is again, what is mental health? And the health is yeah. just that. that right. Like, I mean, I also standing. see a lot of people are like check in on check, check in, in on, on your, your strong friend. Yeah, or check in on your people. Check in on. But I'm like, sometimes I'm almost like, what is the what is that? What does checking in mean? You know what I mean? Because you're like, hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, cool. Or like, I'm not doing good. Oh shoot, let's talk. But like how do you even if 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 we're if I'm in a place where I don't understand someone's depression, what's the proper way for me to even check in with them the proper yeah. way? You know, yeah, it's it's yeah. a bit confusing. Yeah. Without setting them off or without seeming insensitive or actually getting through to them if it's such a strong thing that I can't comprehend. You yeah, know, I absolutely. guess we all need more education on that. Yeah, front. yeah. Absolutely. You know? I think I think for me I've I've also started to get started to actually tell people um um when someone's asking like hey how are you doing you know what um i don't know man i've i've been feeling like not myself lately the right. last couple of days you know yeah. and there are some people who they just don't under don't no one knows the right answer like no one's going to say this is how you this how you respond if someone says this is how you respond like you yeah. can say all those things you you can have that list but like when you're put in that position you may forget Right? Yeah, you may yeah, just exactly. you may forget, and you just like, damn, I, I, you know, it's either you're in like a frozen mode, like, oh, I didn't think they were gonna respond that way, right? <laughs> so you're like frozen, right? But I've I've always just think like, if I were just to say, I'm not feeling so good, like I've been out of like, ugh, feeling out of it, yeah. Oh man, the worst of somebody like the the, the any like the worst that can happen is be like, they they can respond with, oh, I'm sorry to hear about that, like. 
you need anything? Or, oh, I'm sorry to hear about that, but you'll be okay. Yeah, you're right. I'll be okay. But right. just being able to say, yeah, hey, I'm not feeling so good. Yeah. I had a rough week. Right. I had a rough week. But the more we hear that from our colleagues. They, it, it, it gives you a pass to be able to say it as well and not feel like you got to be like, good. Yeah. And then walk away exactly. with like your fake smile. The more we <laughs> hear about that from, right. from people, I yeah. think that kind of helps break barriers. So it right. breaks a little bit. Yeah. And I guess the more maybe we check in with ourselves, which is probably hard. You know, like I was even reading. I mean, it's, you know, we're recording this like two weeks before the end of 2022 for whenever anyone listens to this. Yeah. And uh, I was been I've been reading some different things lately on people uh, just about their year, like and then checking in with themselves. And it's kind of interesting because, you you know, people do the New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. And I think that's good. But I think there's more to it, you know, that you can check in things that happened this year and then what you want to change for the next year and yeah. stuff like that too. For me personally, traveling has allowed me to reflect a lot of my, a lot about my childhood. Really? And a lot of my healing through traveling has been very, very at the forefront of everything. Nice. So like being a, being a first generation Latina, uh, first Spanish being my first language, English being my second language, um, coming from the, undocumented parents of the American dream and all that stuff. Like I wasn't for me, traveling wasn't something that was ever in my cards. I felt as a little girl, you just don't see that is for rich people. Right. Kind of kind of what we talked about, but traveling has really allowed me to heal. Mm -hmm. It has really allowed me to reflect on healing, like reflect on certain things. And I, I, I can't tell you how much that has changed my life. I go to therapy myself. I go to therapy every Saturday. Oh, nice. I have my virtual therapist, even if it is just to check in. How are you doing? How's your right. week? And when you realize, like, I don't got nothing to talk about my therapist this week. <laughs> something happens. Something comes up. Where you're just like in tears right. at oh, the really? end of the session. Wow. <laughs> I guess that's one other hard thing is, like, everyone's like, go to therapy. But, like. It is a little bit harder to find a th- go out and find a therapist yeah. than everybody makes it seem. It's not like you just call therapy.com or something. You know, yeah, yeah like, psychology I mean, today. I guess there are those websites that say, <laughs> yeah. but, but that's a bit hard, too. You yeah, know, you got to vet them. Right. You got you to gotta really. And sometimes it's hard to know where to start even with that. You know? Yeah, yeah. 100% because. Like your insurance company or what do you do? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. Who do you call? You know, if you go to like, psychologytoday.com, you can filter out through your insurance company. If that's something really? that's important to you, you can filter through your insurance oh, company. If it's a cash payment or not, you can filter through language. Oh, okay. If you want them to speak English or Spanish or if there's a, you know, you can filter through multiculturalism. How important is it for them to understand right. multiculturalism? Oh, that's so cool. Really? So what's that site? Psychology Psychologytoday.com. Today. Oh, cool. You can filter through whether they are advocates or believes in LGBTQ or Christian right. religion, you know, yeah. anything that you feel is important for you as a value like to have them have. Right. You can filter through that and you can find therapists that way, oh, that's so cool. which is something that I think is not, a lot of people don't realize, yeah. you know, like if I, I'm obviously Mexican American and maybe I want somebody who's going to understand my Latino family and yeah. how I grew up in right. this multi, you know, culturalism of American and Mexican, like how yep. you want somebody who understands that totally. for me. So. Yeah. Do something very similar that way. Yeah. No. Psychologytoday.com. It's a great website. That's great. Yeah. That's really you good. You can read their bios. You can call them. You can email them. Right. I always, I always tell people like, hey, email them. 
see if they're, if you can have a 15 minute consultation with them just to get their vibe, see how they're doing, you know, ask them questions like, Hey, how do you treat persons with this? Or like, what's the process? And right. Yeah. That's so cool. And get a, and get a feel, get a feel for them because not every psychologist or not every therapist is the same. Right. Exactly. And you know, yeah, you got to just see if it works. Yeah. Um, that's, that's super helpful and hopefully it helps people out there listening. You yeah. Know, if that's something they want to get into. Um, yeah. Some of the, like I saw this one Twitter thread. I was trying to bring it up on my phone. I feel like you even spoke to some of these things, but this person was kind of asking questions for their like annual review of themselves. And, um, some of the things were like, what created energy this year, you know, or what drained energy this year, or what did I change my mind on this year, and like things like that. And it sounded like travel for you was one of those, one things. of those things. Yeah. yeah, travel, the loss of job. Right. Um, I think you know when people think when people lose a job, like in COVID, we lost. We see. We saw oh my God. a lot of people lose their jobs. Yeah. Everybody listening to this lost their job. Yeah. You know, for a different period of time. Yeah. It's a grieving process. People forget that's part of grief. Yeah. So you're going to feel happy some days, sad, or maybe not feel anything at all, numbness. True. That is grief, you know? So yeah. grief comes in different... Grief also comes in a form of losing your job. Right. Yeah, you know? it's so true. Losing a pet, yeah. besides losing a loved one. Right. It's also loss of job. So, you know, um, I think for me, traveling was something that allowed me to heal. People find therapy in shopping. People find therapy yeah. in sneakers and right. buying new whatever and... Um, whatever that is for you, do more of it. Yeah. You know, unlock that joy, unlock it. You deserve it. Like stop it. We've had like a horrible couple of years already. (laughs) Like find your joy, man. Like, you know, whether I like puzzles. Nice. I like escape rooms. I love escape rooms. I just did my first one. You uh, did? In Catalina. <laughs> randomly. In Catalina? <laughs> you did an escape room in Catalina? Well, we went. We just went to Catalina randomly. It was my kid's spring break. And we yeah. were like, what? We were off. We had already done something. I'm like, let's do something. So we hopped on the boat, went over there. Yeah. And then he's... His friend had been talking about escape rooms, and we saw one. It was like some pirate thing, and yeah. so we did it. It was pretty fun. Some of these escape rooms are so freaking dope, man, because it's not all scary. Some people think that, and yeah. they're thinking This one was probably more on the low-budget tease, but it was still good. Yeah, it wasn't scary per se, but— Yeah, uh, they have those. Don't yeah. get it twisted. But we do, like, Jurassic Park theme, or we do, like, a Harry nice. Potter theme, like a magician, or, like— Leonardo da Vinci or like a scientist. Like they're have you ever fun not ones. escaped? <laughs> yeah, we've we have. Yeah, we did a Da Vinci one that was really hard and was really challenging. We're like, oh man. But just let us yeah, out. just let us out. <laughs> we're time's up. Damn it. How many clues were we far away? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, That's but so we funny. I love those things. But those are those things the little things that bring us yeah, joy. Yeah, you you know? gotta do that. Even if it's outside of work. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, find your joy. Do you wanna give like um you know, we didn't get to talk about um, all the different amazing, you know, I guess your journey into radio and then all the different amazing jobs that you've done within all that, you know, ho- like working for JLo and hosting these television shows and different, um, things. Um, yeah. is there any, do you want to speak on any of that stuff? I or? mean, I mean, unless, I mean, I don't know. I, there was, yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> weird talking about myself that way. Well, I guess. Okay. Then just to put it, do you like, can you tell us a bit about, um, you know, how you found your love for radio 
and how that journey um, took you into, uh, you know, where you ended up at Power, but also within those other um, shows you did. Yeah. So the love for radio came, uh, obviously, um, me not me being um, Spanish being my first language. Yeah. My mom also English was not very good. For, you know, obviously she Spanish was her first language. She came yeah. here. She, you know, Mexico has a really huge, like, um, you know. We're so close to the border, so U.S. like American music is a big thing. Obviously, yeah. you know, which is why like Boyz II Men did a whole Spanish album. Motley Crue did a whole Spanish album. Right. Like you know, like um, influence was huge. My mom loved the Bee Gees. She loved Michael Jackson. She loved Madonna. She loved the Beatles. Like so, we listened to a lot of that music. Um, she listened to a lot of that music, and she also obviously listened to the Spanish music. But when she would listen to that music. She was always happy. She was always singing and happy and sociable and such a, you know, social butterfly and stuff like that. And so I saw her always just being happy as a little girl when we were, when she, when music was on. Right. And I think that's what sparked the joy of music for me. Um, and then as like the years went by, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. I grew okay. up, so I was the only little brown girl. My first name really? is Jessica with a Y. Right. And so, you know, teachers are calling me Jessica instead of Jessica. Thinking like it's messed up, like the spelling. Exactly. Yeah. And to the point where I was like, okay, just call me Jessica. Right. And, and I hate it. Like yeah. Yeah. This. Just to right. end. You know, you start to lose yourself in yeah. the lose your identity. identity. Yeah. So I was losing my identity. And it wasn't until I started listening to radio that. Yeah made me feel like I was a part of something. You right. Know? Like I said, oh, that's the, interesting. the Baker Boys, Jose Fasolinas, Narica de la Cruz. I heard these names and I was like, oh, are they people out there that like sound like me, that look like me? And I love music. Yeah. Right. So I know how to say my name. They know how to say, <laughs> they would probably know how to say my name. Right. Right. And so, um, Nick and Eric were just so great. The two fat Mexicans, you know, on your radio <laughs> and best. like, yeah, yeah. They were great. I love them. And, um, so like, just that energy. Yeah. I felt like I was listening to family. Right. On the radio. Yeah. I was listening to my family on the radio. So I think that's where the the connection was. Like my mom, family, loves music. Big boys, listening to family. They love music. Right. It's like my cousins. That's you so know? cool. Um, so that's where I felt like that That for me was like right. that's the connection. And then great. as I got into it, radio, you know, you start creating your alter ego and you right. start to realize, all right, I now I know who I am. But then with radio, you feel like I got to do TV because that's the next step, right? Yeah. TV's the next step. That's That's the next step is TV. And I did this wonderful show with Jennifer Lopez produced it. It's called The Collective. Um, she was my boss. Amazing. And, um, you know, I think for me, when I was doing that show, even though I learned a lot, I also realized I was really uncomfortable being in front of the camera. I was very uncomfortable being right. in front of the camera because I wasn't the beautiful, sexy girl. I was just... The, like, stereotypical right, whatever that, right. that you thought you were supposed to be. I was starting to lose my identity again. Right. And I didn't know if I liked it or not, right? Yeah. Um, I did Love and Hip Hop. Oh, yeah. Season one of Love and Hip Hop. And I had to, like, do the extra makeup and the extra big right. hair. Because, you know, these shows, <laughs> these reality, reality shows TV, are... Yeah, is the ex exaggerated. Right, exaggerated. The yeah. reunion, you have to have a, a gown. And I'm like... 
losing my identity again. Yeah. I don't know if I like that. Right. I was invited to do the talk on CBS. So I was a top talker. Oh, wow. So I was doing that. I did that a couple of times. And I liked that. Yeah. Because I felt like more me. Yeah. I felt like I didn't have to be the extra. I like getting my hair done. I like doing my of makeup. Of course. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is something that I could do. You know? And I yeah. really enjoyed that. Then the pandemic hit. So then we, could, we stopped doing those things. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But that was kind of like where it's at now. And I'm trying to figure out whether if I still, you know, Right, have a you, chance to to want to do some TV in the future. Yeah, you know? well, I'm sure you have a chance. I gotta if you find want. an agent, Spider. Anybody know an agent? I need an agent. <laughs> With all this okay. work that I've done, all I need agents. an agent. Hit us up. No, well, I've been denied. Me, I, I mean, <laughs> I know. I you know, I I feel you. Uh, it's it's hard. You know, at the end of the day, you gotta look out for yourself. It's which hard. Is what we learn in all this entertainment. Even with all this stuff that yeah. I've done, and like, the and the and all the people that come enough. up to you like you're a legend, and you're like. You don't even know. You don't, you don't even mean, like know. as somebody, you know, yeah. two people that have both been doing a thing for a long time, and everybody yeah. just assumes everything's easy. You can just snap your fingers and do anything mm. you want, or DJ yeah. anywhere you want. It's like no, we're all still going through things, and yeah, you know, and life's changing. There's new people that weren't here 20 years ago that were they were two years old, and now they're 22 years old. You know, yeah, everybody's all trying to do the same things. Exactly. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter how much. Stuff that recognize recognition that you have and I have, whatever. Like we're still trying to yeah. get to the next right. phase of our lives, yeah, and, and remain happy, yeah, and enjoy, continue and to progress, and not feel stagnant, right. and and know your value, know your worth, yes, you know, right, and be able to feel confident about that, and right. not get beat down about it, like oh, like you said, that self doubt that can creep in. Exactly. You know, whether it's about jobs or if you're doing enough or if you're yeah. making the right amount of money, you're charging too much or not enough or whatever it is, you know. Yes. It's hard. Yes, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. You're at the, you know, so all that to say, I'm looking for an agent, everybody, you know. <laughs> CAA said no to me, so if y'all know anybody, let me know. At I mean, I've heard many WME stories about people's paradigm. <laughs> A lot of people yeah. get said no, and yeah. then the right thing comes to them. So right. I'm hoping that this podcast does that for it me. It will. It will. I feel it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, amazing. Well, before yeah. we get out of here, do you have any um, words of advice or parting words you want to say to the audience, Man, or, or anything to promote? All. What's What's coming for your artist? You know, 2023. Fun. I hope, man. We we can. You know, she's been. We just got. Um, a uh, great uh, EP out that's on all over the streaming serv- streaming okay. services. Thankfully, um, maybe get some DJs to remix it. Or- you should <laughs> totally remix it. Give us fun the, fact: T Pain stems. <laughs> fun fact: T Pain um, put her on his Twitch. Oh, he, he you know how, on, you know how he oh I watch his reviews. Twitch. I've watched it from from when he started. Yeah, yeah, he does all the reviews. Well, he reviewed her song. Oh, and was like. I'm going to get on this remix. If oh, they hit me up, for, I'll do it for free. Lies, T-Pain. Oh, because you've been hitting them up. <laughs> We've been, I hit up somebody at Nasty Boy Records. They said, we will get back to you. And I never heard anything back. So um, oh waiting up, for T-Pain uh, to- E-Rock. Yo, E-Rock. You got a connection. To, right? Hit him up. <laughs> ready, but waiting for T-Pain to hit us with that remix that he said he would do for free because he loved the song so Maybe much. Maybe go in the, in the chat and throw like 10 sub subscriptions and be like, yo, yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. Get on the thing. I should, right? But then at the some end- guerrilla yeah. marketing. Yeah, here. some guerrilla marketing. I should. I'm a terrible manager that way no no, but, no. i'm just i'm you know, brainstorming with I know. you we're constantly <laughs> learning come on yeah. um that. so we we know we have we have that we just did an, um a great sh- 
we had a great showcase in December. We 2023 is just gonna. That's great. Hopefully, okay. bring us some more prosperity with her and growth. And Amazing. So, yeah. So cool. Yeah, she's she's been honestly like. Uh, We've been very fortunate to work with some really talented producers. Shout out to Lion Child. They're, um, they've worked with Britney Spears, BB Rexa. Wow. So some really great, credible yeah. um, artists there and amazing talent. Colby Oldonis, another great producer that worked yeah. with her on a song as well. So we've just been really fortunate great. to have some oh, really I need to listen people. to so it. We need I need to DJ check Spider out. Um, Urge Remix. <laughs> let's do it. Maybe I could do a little edit. You know, I was doing these it's edits. It's pop, so we'll see how, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's do it. Yeah, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Congrats on yeah. that. Congrats on all the new things that are Thank coming you. for you. And uh, I'm sure 2023. Three, yeah. <laughs> will br- I'm hoping. like, what year is it? Right? Um, will bring, uh, no. you know, many unpredict, you know, unpredictable but amazing things into your yeah. life. And stuff. Thank you. So, and thanks wish... for just coming on, taking the time, and staying up after that long flight. I know it's okay. No, all <laughs> and, good. And uh, sharing all those amazing, you know, insightful gems and and cool things and things about your story that I think are inspirational to me and a lot of people out there. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for inviting me, and I I wish you all the best, amazing surprises uh, as well for you and thank your family. You. Yeah. All right. Happy New Year. Happy and, New Year. Uh, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to Yessi Ortiz for coming on the show and providing us all those all those bits of knowledge and her experience and things that we can learn from for her and just telling us her story and taking the time. It was really cool, especially after that Europe trip, just popping right in here. That was crazy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you rate and review the podcast and keep in touch with me. Um, and uh, the 20 podcast is produced by BeatSource. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was the 20 with DJ Spider.